is Digital Marketer. This week, it's Donald Miller. Hello, and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely, and today I get to give you an exclusive listen to a really incredible workshop we did here at Digital Marketer. How to Sell with Story by the Donald Miller, founder and CEO of StoryBrand. So what we're doing today is a bit different, but I think you'll love it. I've selected a few super impactful snippets from the workshop. They're just absolute gold. And this was a full six-hour day of content. There's so much for me to choose from, but I really wanted to get laser-focused on this idea of story and narrative. So in the first clip I'm sharing here, Donald opens the workshop to explain why we must associate our products and services with the survival of our potential customer. Take a listen. Okay, before we get into the messaging strategy, before we begin to clarify your message, I need to explain to you what's going on in the human brain because that will help you understand why this story process actually works so well. There are two things that are always happening in your brain and your customer's brain. The first thing that the brain is designed to do is to keep you alive. It is the job of the human brain to keep you on the planet, to help you survive and thrive. It's the number one task of the brain. What that means is that your brain is constantly running an algorithm. It's constantly saying, what do I need to do? What do I need to engage? What products do I need to buy in order to survive and thrive? In other words, it's asking this, what information do I keep and what information do I throw out? And the overwhelming amount of information that you and your customers encounter every single day is thrown out. It's thrown out. Your subconscious is saying, I don't need that information. Don't pay attention to that. I don't need it. If you didn't have that mechanism, your life would be unmanageable. If you didn't have that mechanism, You'd walk into a Starbucks first thing in the morning to get a cup of coffee, and you'd pick up a pound of coffee. You'd say, well, this is a weird kind of packaging. It feels like metal, but it's got the texture of paper, and it's got these two little flaps on top. Look, if you pull these flaps up, it kind of looks like Batman. And then, you know, I wonder if this is glue sealed or if this is stitch sealed. Three hours later, if you didn't have this mechanism, you would still be sitting there looking at this pound of coffee. Why? Because your subconscious didn't say, hey, we don't need to understand how this packaging is done in order to survive. What we need to do is grab the cup of coffee with our name misspelled on it and walk out of here, get to the office, and get back to work so we can get a paycheck and pay our mortgage and all the sorts of things that help us survive. Your brain is constantly running that algorithm. Okay, so I want you to write this down. Hopefully you've got a little moleskin or something you can take notes on. The first key, then, to growing our business is to understand this. We must associate our products and services with the survival of our potential customer. We must associate our products and services with the survival of our potential customer or they are designed to ignore us. We must associate our products and services with the survival of potential customers, or they are designed to ignore us. 
Why? Because the task of their brain, the main job of the brain, is to keep them alive and keep them on the planet. So if you're not saying my product will help you survive and thrive in some way, you're in a category in which their, their brain is designed to ignore you. How does this play out? All right, well, let's say you're at a cocktail party and somebody says, what do you do? And you say, well, it's complicated. You know, my grandfather started a company 75 years ago and blah, 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 and we're trying to increase our great places to work metric, and we've done a lot of research on this particular product, and, you know, our spray-on liner makes sure eggs come off of your frying pan, and, you know, the other spray-on liners are, t- you know, whatever. You're, you're going into your story about your product and your, your usual routine pitch. What my brain is doing, you guys, what my brain is doing as you're talking is it's saying, how is this going to help me survive? How is this going to help me survive? How is this going to help me survive? It's not. How is this going to help me survive? Their grandfather starting a company is not going to help me survive. That's not information that I need. Uh, how is this going to help me survive? Oh, the, the millions they've put into research on this particular product uh, have nothing to do with my life or making my life better. It's not going to help me. And then I think you have eight seconds. Eight seconds. And if they cannot connect how you can help them survive or thrive, they will tune out and begin to daydream. Eight seconds. So you got to start, the first thing out of your mouth has to say, well, here's how we help people survive, right? Now you say, Don, we don't help people survive. That's not what we do. Listen, if you've sold any amount of products, you actually do help people survive. You're just not sure how. Now, if you think about survival, we want to go all the way back to high school or college, whenever you studied Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. At the bottom of the hierarchy, Abraham Maslow said, you know, you need food and shelter, and then you need social status, and then you need... So in a first world economy, hopefully, you're taken care of, and you're okay. After food and shelter, it gets very nuanced, these survival mechanisms. But I guarantee you, everything that your customer wants and everything that you do throughout the day has everything to do somehow with survival. If I were to say, hey, can I get you a refill on your cup of coffee? I'm going to go get some coffee. Can I get you a refill on your cup of coffee? You would probably say, uh, wow, Don is a really nice guy. I can't believe he's getting me a refill on a cup of coffee. And if I were to continue to do things like that over a period of time, you and I would become friends. And uh, that's called building a tribe. So, you know, I guarantee that would happen. But what is really happening? Is Don really being a nice guy? Hopefully I'm a nice guy. I think I'm a nice guy. But what's really happening on a primitive level is this. What's really happening is I'm saying, hey, Thomas, can I get you a refill on your cup of coffee so that you will like me and we will create a bond so that if sometime in the future barbarians come over the hill behind our cul-de-sac, you will decide to fight with me. That's actually what's taking place on a primitive level. What I'm doing is I'm building a tribe of people that I can embed myself into and I can, uh, my chances of survival go way up. So even just getting somebody a cup of coffee is actually the motivation behind that is survival. The finding of a mate, the getting married, all of that, survival. Status, upgrading your car, your home to show power is a survival mechanism within a tribe. Saving money is a survival mechanism. Making money is a survival mechanism. Becoming more efficient and productive in my work is a survival mechanism. 
Everything that people buy comes down to survival. Even rest, even a vacation is to rest and recover and come back stronger and stay sane in order to survive. It's all about survival. All right, so we've got to associate our products and services with the survival of our customers or they are designed to ignore us. I'm gonna show you how to do that in, that in this framework. It's one of the things we're gonna talk about. The second thing that the human brain is always trying to do is conserve calories. We're trying to conserve calories. What does that mean? Well, the average brain burns between six and 800 calories a day just processing information. Today, I'm sorry to say you're gonna burn a little bit more. You're gonna burn 1,000 to 1,200 maybe calories just processing the information that we're gonna go through today. Your brain is the organ in your body that actually consumes, burns the most calories per day. It's not any other muscle group, it is literally your brain. You're gonna sit in that chair today and you're gonna work out, I promise you. And tonight you're gonna be tired. Your, your spouse is gonna say, hey, how was your day? And you're gonna go, fine. <laughs> Did you learn anything? Yes. What'd you learn? Lots. <laughs> because you are out of energy. You are out of mental energy. And those of you who are writers, my wife, my poor wife, I go down into the bunker in my garage. I spend three hours writing. She comes up, what'd you write about? She wants to talk. And I'm like, baby, I've, I'm spent. Give me, give me a minute. Let me eat some grapefruit or something and get back. It's like you go down there by yourself. You don't talk to anybody. You don't have any words left. Yes, they're all on the page. I guarantee you. You're using mental energy. Now, here's the obvious problem. If you burn a lot of mental calories processing information, you're going to deplete yourself of the energy necessary to survive. So what your brain does is your brain says, we don't need this information. You're beginning to burn too many calories processing it. I'm gonna shut you down and you're gonna go into daydream mode. And daydreams, by the way, when you just zone out and stop paying attention, those are survival mechanisms. It's literally your brain saying, this guy's not helping me survive. I'm checking out, conserving energy in case barbarians come over the hill behind our cul-de-sac tonight. And here's what your website is doing. Your websites are literally triggering people to daydream. Your websites are literally triggering people to stop paying attention to you and your products, and that is costing you money, okay? So we're gonna fix those problems. And here's the key. You've got to communicate how you help people survive and thrive, and you gotta do so in such simple language that nobody has to burn any calories to understand you. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. 
Okay, so now that we understand why, we have to find clear and concise messaging. In the next clip, Donald explains the most clear and concise messaging of all is storytelling. Here it is. You know, the average brain daydreams 30% of the time. 30% of the time you spend daydreaming. That's an amazing amount of time. But you know when you don't daydream, when you stop daydreaming? When Jason Bourne shows up on a screen and you begin to wonder why Jason Bourne doesn't know who he really is, right? I mean, you're done. You're in there for 90 minutes or two hours. In fact, you've got to eat a bucket of popcorn just to keep up with the calories that your brain is using, and you do not daydream. Story is the only tool we know of, the only tool known to man that can keep your attention for an extended period of time. It's so powerful that we get hooked on it. In fact, when you say, Don, why do you like the Seahawks so much? Or why do you like football? Football's a story. It's the good guys, the Seahawks, against the bad guys, the Arizona Cardinals. And the good guys are having to go through a challenge in order to defeat the bad guys. If it's a comedy, the Seahawks win. If it's a tragedy, like the other night, the Cardinals win, right? And we're wondering, and there's subplots in the story. Each down is a subplot. Each time they punt the ball away, it's a subplot. The enemy has the ball. What we're attracted to in professional sports is not the sports or the action or the slam dunking. It's the narrative. It's the narrative. And you'll see as I unpack how narrative works, why this is true and how this is true. What you have to do then as a business is invite people into a story with very clear story elements so they are not confused. And if you do that, you're going to be able to win the day. Okay? Let me give you an example. Let's say you're at a cocktail party. And there's two different people at the party who do the exact same thing. They, they offer the same product or service. Uh, and you go up to one of them and you say, you know, what do you do in the course of conversation? And they say, well, I'm an at-home chef. And you say, oh, that's interesting. Where did you go to culinary school? And what are your favorite things to cook? And uh, what are your favorite restaurants? You begin to make small talk, you know, as anybody would in that situation you are probably not going to buy their product or service. They are probably not going to come over to your house and cook anything. Now, you meet the second person. The second person sells the exact same product. They charge the exact same price, and the quality is exactly the same. And you say to them, what do you do? And they say, well, you know how most families don't eat together anymore, and when they do, they don't eat healthy food? I'm an at-home chef. I come to your house I cook healthy, great-tasting food so that your family can sit together and connect without the stress of making a meal. And not only that, you don't have to feel guilty when you're done eating. Two different people offering the exact same product. You tell me who's going to do the most business. Just hold up, person one or person two? Person two. It's true. Person one is not going to do any business. Person two is going to do all the business. Why? Because person one told them what he or she does. Chef number two invited them into a story. They invited them into a story in which they solved a problem in order to experience a climactic scene that made their life better. The problem was we don't eat as a family, we don't eat healthy. The product was at-home chef. 
The result was a climactic scene visual of me sitting around with my family, eating a meal, not feeling guilty, not feeling stressed, and all of us getting more healthy by the minute. They invited their customer into a story. So what I'm gonna do over the day is help you understand how to invite customers into a story. And notice how long that little elevator pitch took at that cocktail party. It took 15 seconds. And that 15 seconds is the difference between one home chef business taking off and then the other home chef business going into bankruptcy or going out of business or that person getting a job as a waiter at a restaurant. It's all in the words. People are drawn to story. They love story. Now, on the average year, this year excluded for obvious reasons, Americans spend about $10 billion a year at the theaters. $10 billion. That's a lot of money. And why? Well, I think the reason they're spending so much money to go to these movies is not because of entertainment or because they want an emotional experience or whatever. I think some of that is true. But I think the reason they're going to movies is because they are looking for clarity. The human brain longs for clarity. So this is a really important point for you to understand. Uh, People will walk away from and ignore a muddled messaging scheme from your company, but they will be attracted to anything that is clear. In fact, I was amazed, you know, if you look at the last political campaign or presidential campaign, there were literally millions of people who could not decide between Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders. Those were the two choices that, they, that were standing out in their minds. Here's what's fascinating about that. These are the two polar opposite candidates in the field. However, they were the two candidates who were best using a narrative approach to campaigning. They were two candidates that had a very clear villain. They had a decently clear plan. There was a clear climactic scene. There was a clear injustice that was being imposed upon the American people, and those two candidates were gonna rescue them from that injustice. In other words, they were both campaigning like the chef at the cocktail party, where they were making it clear what the story was. Almost everybody else, including Hillary Clinton, had such a muddled message, you couldn't figure out what the story was. So I think regardless of where you live or how you're politically affiliated, the examples he gave really help explain the concept of bringing your customer into the story, letting them take on that main role. But it can't all be sunshine and daisies. In this final clip I want to share with you, Donald helps to explain why presenting a problem is an effective way to get someone's attention. Take a listen. Okay, the next thing that you've got to you got to come up with in your messaging strategy is the problem. What problem is the hero encountering or experiencing? What problem? And the reason we have to tell them the problem is because if we don't, we will lose them completely. Stories don't work unless there is a problem. The problem is the hook. The problem is what makes them interested in your product. In fact, you know, I'm going to say this a lot throughout the day, but if you only get one thing from today's workshop, Let it be this, start talking about your customer's problems. If you wanna make more money, start talking about your customer's problems. And here's why. 
There's only one reason people buy products and services, and that's to solve a problem. That's it. Now, if I say to you, what problem do you solve, and you can't answer it right away, you got a messaging problem. You've got to be able to communicate the problem that you solve. And it needs to be in succinct, clear language that you can repeat over and over. The problem is the hook. Until the hero has a problem, we do not have a story. In fact, let me tell you a story. I got a buddy who lives in Los Angeles, loves to play volleyball. He got a call from his friends down on the beach, said, hey, we're down here at the beach. We're playing volleyball. You want to take the day off and play volleyball? He said, yes. I love it. He's walking down to the beach. He sees his friends there on the sand playing volleyball. He joins them. They play two or three games. He's having a great time. The games all end in a tie. Then one of the other guys there at the beach says, uh, hey, I'm hungry. You, you guys know where we can get some tacos? And my friend said, there's a taco shop right across the street. In fact, it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday at half price. They go over. They start having some tacos. They get a brisket taco. They get a chicken taco. They get a veggie taco. They're great tacos. Okay, is this story interesting to you guys? Now, here's what your brain is doing. Your brain is waiting for the story to begin. <laughs> You're literally saying, where's this going? When is it going to begin? And listen, in about five more seconds, you guys would actually stop paying attention to that story because your brain is doing what I told you your brain would do. It's checking out because we don't need the information. In other words, my story is failing to engage you and you're going to start daydreaming. Well, what's really wrong with that story? What's really wrong with that story is there is no problem. The problem is the hook. So let's try it again. Got a buddy, loves to play volleyball. He lives in Los Angeles. Got a call from some of his friends saying we're playing volleyball down at the beach. He says, I'm in. He walks down to the beach. He sees his friends on the sand playing volleyball and an earthquake hits. He's down on all fours. It's a big one. And he looks up and the beach divides and half his friends fall into a hole in the ground. Better story than the last one or worse? Not better for the people who just fell into the ground. More engaged? Yeah, because there's a problem. And now we're wondering, are his friends okay? How's he going to get them out of the hole? You know, are there going to be sharknadoes that come up and dive into the hole? <laughs> What's the problem? The problem is what makes your story interesting. Okay, so now here's a great pro tip. Now, now here's the pro tip for you in business. If I printed out your landing page and I were to take a red Sharpie pen and I were to circle every time you talked about your customers' problems, how many circles would I put on that page? The more circles, the more you'll sell, guaranteed. In fact, what we do at my office is we have a, on a really important launch, we'll have a war room day where we'll print out the landing page physically on paper. We'll print out the landing page. We'll tape it to a wall. We'll print out every single email in that sequence. And then I'll take a pink highlighter and I'll highlight every time we're talking about the customer's problems. So visually, I can look across my launch and see whether there's enough color on the page to make it an interesting story. And amazingly, last time we did this with a major product, a major new product we released, last time we did it, 
we almost didn't talk about their problem at all. We thought we were doing it, it's what we teach people to do, but you know, you get to talking about all that you are offering and your bonus and your whatever, and pretty soon you realize, oh my word, we haven't talked about our customers' problems. Okay, there is so much gold in these here hills. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed this wonderfully sage advice from founder and CEO of StoryBrand, Donald Miller. If you wanted to check out that workshop, it's still available. Just check out digitalmarketer.com. And of course, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.